Oh, Jesus. Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Craig Moorhead, and today I am joined by the, as always, fabulous... Uh, Sean Harwell. You took me by surprise. I don't know yeah. that I've ever been called fabulous before. You expected there was somebody else with us. I did, yeah. I looked over yeah. my shoulder just now. Guess what? There's a man standing behind me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Sean, run. No, I, I, it, it's good. He's, he's cool. Okay. It's just a clown, right. so it's no big deal. Yeah, that's probably not a problem. Oh, you know what? Speaking of clowns, mm-hmm. for those who listened to our last episodes where we talked about Rambo, uh, First Blood Part 2. And I'm really intrigued where you're going with this. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And missing an action to the beginning. Hmm. I failed to mention, Craig, that actor Stephen Williams, who played Captain Nestor in Missing in Action 2, very complicated, interesting character, I thought, in that movie, and a good performance, is in the upcoming uh, remake of Stephen King's It. Oh. Yep. Is he going to play Mike Hanlon's dad? I think he's playing a cop. Like, if you go look at his resume, it's lots of cops. Mm, that's true. Some detectives. He's a pretty though. convincing cop. Yeah. He was playing against type in Missing in Action 2. He was. Well, probably before he even had a type. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Welcome mm. back. This is the podcast. We're about Stephen Williams. Oh. <laughs> this is the podcast where we stumble through talking about movies that have slipped through our cracks, and hopefully you're all caught up, but if you're not... Uh, we have been delving into the movies of 1985, and last week, yes, we talked about Stallone and Chuck Norris. We're going into similar territory today. Prior to that, though, we did Goonies, Explorers, and Daryl, so we're covering the gamut here. I think uh, after we tee up next week's episode, we're going to get into the horror genre, and I'm excited about that as well. Very excited. Craig, Yeah. which two movies are we wa- watching next week? Because you know Chuck Norris had three in 1985. Basically, just did not stop making movies ever. Yes. Next week, we're looking at the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Commando, mm. and we're putting that up against Chuck Norris's Invasion USA. I'm pretty sure we have a Chuck Norris movie for each and every show for the rest of the series. We just put him up against every anything. Out of Africa, he's got one. But yeah, so we're going to be watching Commando and Invasion USA. And, uh, you know, talking more about how, I don't know, every action movie in the 85 was about guys doing impossible things and, and waging war on places. That's right. And before we hit record, you told me that maybe you're more excited to see these two movies than you were to see Rambo and Missing in Action 2. Why is that? I guess it's just because, I don't know, I, I didn't really think this was true <laughs> until... <laughs> Until I got Commando uh, in the mail. Oh, did you get a little shiver? I, I wept. Aww. I wept openly with my family, and I told them <laughs> that this is a movie I've seen a lot of times. <laughs> There's something about Daddy you need to know. Yeah. Now, I've seen it a bunch of times. It's, 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 it's super dumb in some places. It's really bizarre in other places. Uh, I, I totally forgot the fact that, I believe, uh, who is it? Stephen E. D'Souza, mm-hmm. who uh, at least wrote uh, half of Die Hard. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, wrote this one. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to go too far oh, into okay, it. But like, no. yeah, it's just like. I mean, this is. I don't know. It's one of my faves. You got you got little tiny Alyssa Milano, who at the time was exactly the same age I was. So I can say that I, at the time I had a crush on her. On Samantha. <laughs> yeah, that, that ends Thanks, the Tony. Tony Danza section of this episode. Oh, but it begins so much more. Mm-hmm. Now, how long has it been since you've seen Commando? Any any idea? No, but it's been. 
I don't know. It's it's certainly been long enough that the I only remember really three things from it, and one of them is that he chops a guy's arm off. <laughs> and that's I mean it's yeah it's well, not do I don't know much him? more than that. Yeah, I, exactly. it's probably been a decade since I've seen. I mean at least I'd say. Right. I'm like you. I, I think there's a couple little moments that I have floating around in my head, and watching the movie will either confirm or deny that those actually exist. Those moments. So I'm excited about yeah. that for that reason. Mm-hmm. And then what about Invasion Invasion USA? Excuse me. I don't believe I've ever seen that movie, but uh, I enjoyed the trailer quite a bit. Yeah, I've never seen it. I always had the impression that it was sort of the big-budget Chuck Norris movie. Well, I've got my bazooka cocked and loaded over here with just copious details. Should we get into it? Absolutely. All right, let's start with Commando here. Just, uh, Just some quick basics. Commando directed by Mark Lester, who had done Firestarter the year before, bringing oh, Stephen King crazy. back into this thing. Produced by Joel Silver, who produced the Matrix movies, which, Craig, mm-hmm. do you remember Schwarzenegger's last name in this movie, his character's name? Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorite things. His last name is Matrix. <laughs> John Matrix, that's right. Um, so, oh. yeah, funny little connection there. And I think, as you mentioned, Stephen... D'Souza was the credited screenwriter on this. I think there's two other guys that were listed um, as doing a polish, and then there was a story by two other guys, which I'll talk about in a second. But yeah, Steven D'Souza, man. I don't know, the name seemed familiar, but wow. Like 48 Hours, The Running Man, Die Hard, Hudson Hawk, Flintstones, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Street Fighter, Judge Dredd, etc. Obviously, not all of those are gems, but man, that's Mm -hmm. a lot of notable movies. I mean, a huge career. Last two things, music by James Horner, of note, obviously, and cinematography by Matthew Leonetti, uh, who did Strange Days, Weird Science, correct? We'll maybe talk Mm -hmm. about that one later on in 1985. And Too Fast and Too Furious, among dozens of other amazing credits. So, that's fun. Cast-wise, you got Schwarzenegger, obviously. You got Radon Chong, always nice to see her in the 80s. Uh, Alyssa Milano, uh, who apparently said that Schwarzenegger was so nice to her that she that he even helped her with her algebra on set. That's just sweet, isn't it? Uh, Vernon Wells, James Olsen, David Patrick Kelly, Bill Duke, Dan Hedaya, Bill Paxson, of course, Andrew Snyder. Interestingly, there are also 54 stunt performers listed in the credits of this movie, Craig. Wow. That is 17 more people than the actual cast. <laughs> <laughs> Other cast notes, the most ridiculous thing I read today, I think by far, right? Was it supposedly D'Souza wrote this version of the script with the intention of having Gene Simmons, yes, the Gene Simmons from Kiss, play the Schwarzenegger role? Thoughts? I can't imagine why, <laughs> why. I've seen Gene Simmons act, mm-hmm. and I love his band. Sure. That's and that's all I have to say about that. I think that's a good place to leave it. That's a good place to leave it. October fourth, nineteen eighty five, Commando hit the hit the theaters. Uh, it came out running and gunning with two taglines: "If there's a mission that no man could survive, dot dot dot, then he's the man for the job." Which kind of sounds like not good. That just sounds like well, this is a, a mission that no man can survive. So let's just send this guy because we want yeah. him to die. Or that he's that that he has to die, as if he'll uh, I don't know be like an inven- uh, an avenging zombie or something. Maybe, maybe tagline number two, somewhere ellipsis somehow ellipsis someone's going to pay. <laughs> I like that one. Hmm. I uh, 
it kind of sounds like somebody who's just going to go berserk. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like, I don't care if you did it or not. I'm going to chop your arm off. Box office. It did well. It did very well. Uh, made over $57 million. $10 million budget. Not bad. Uh, 1.5 million of that budget apparently was for Arnold himself. And it debuted at number one and would stay there uh, for three weeks. Seventh highest grossing R-rated movie of 1985. Uh, they shot primarily in California. Uh, the Sherman Oaks Galleria, or what used to be the Sherman Oaks Galleria, makes an appearance. Uh, it was also the same mall in Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, there were barracks that were built and, and subsequently blown up. Elna Hurst Castle Estate, which uh, is on my bucket list of places to go. I definitely want to see that. Now, do you want to blow stuff up at the Hearst Estate? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Craig, did you know that they made action movie uh, action figures for this movie? I did not know that. In yeah, fact, that would really surprise me because it seems like the people who would buy those action figures would be too young to see the movie. <laughs> yes, I, I felt the same. Uh, I think they were trying to capitalize on the G.I. Joe success at the time. Interesting stuff, again, from Mr. D'Souza. So the quote here, and I think this was on IMDb. Barry Diller had just become head of 20th Century Fox. His first day on the job, he said, This guy Schwarzenegger is a phenomenon. If you find a movie for him that can be done for under $12 million, I'll greenlight it immediately. We did a marathon reading session of every action script on the lot and decided that Commando, by the guys who'd written Teen Wolf, was the one. Now, yes, Joseph Loeb and Matthew Weissman have story by credit on this movie, and yes, they did write Teen Wolf and got credit for, I think, story and characters on Teen Wolf 2. Uh, to quote Joseph Loeb, Our story was about an Israeli soldier who has turned his back on violence. Not the movie they made. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Would love to see the original script to this. But yeah, so obviously D'Souza put his touch on this considerably. Uh, but here's another little quote from him that I liked. One morning, I walked into Arnold's house for a script meeting and heard this noise. Me, 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 ma. He was taking a singing lesson. I said, are you doing a musical next? He said, that's very funny. <laughs> Steve, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Steven, but not voice bad. control is, an important, is important for all performance. He took it all very seriously. We even spent time running lines so he wouldn't in, inadvertently get a tongue twister. He'd say, I wonder where Willy went on Wednesday. And I'd go, okay, let's change that to Frank was furious on Friday. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> that all makes a, a ton of sense. Doesn't it? And doesn't it just make you happy? Oh, absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't surprise me at all that, that Schwarzenegger is 100% taking Commando 3,000% seriously. <laughs> well, and I and... think uh, justly so, because... Yeah, you know, oh, it absolutely. certainly launched him into a new sort of stratosphere. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's exactly the thing. I mean that was that was his whole aim, and he's like, okay, well, this is the movie they're going to give me. Absolutely, I'm going to put like everything I have into it. He he knows what his own demerits are. Mm -hmm. That guy uh, is a force of nature. Last thing on D'Souza here in 1986, a sequel to Commando was written by Steven D'Souza and revised by none other than Frank Darabont. Wow. With an eye to having John McTiernan direct. The script was based on the book Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe, but Schwarzenegger... What? Schwarzenegger wasn't interested in reprising the role. The script was then reworked with a new central character, eventually played by Richard Pryor, and what? became Die Hard. Now, Bruce Willis, obviously. <laughs> That's an okay alternate reality, too, though. 
I didn't. I didn't know any of that. It sounds like you did. A I had little no bit. idea it came from Commando. No, I had no clue. Oh, okay. I, I I always assumed Nothing Lasts Forever was like, pretty much looked like what Die Hard was, but I guess not. I guess not. I or know. either it was one of those situations where this is a really good book. Can't we somehow force Commando upon it? Yeah, maybe so. And then uh, 2010, they were talking about a remake with David Ayer and Sam Worthington, but mm-hmm. that's all I saw about that. So obviously, I think that just got stuck in development hell. Yeah, I, I don't know how, how psyched I'd be for that sequel. Last things on Commando, IFC.com has a, a, an article, and, and we'll put this up at some point, uh, 10 one-liners that prove that Commando is the ultimate Arnold movie. That makes me even more excited. And then Empire Online in that article called it the silliest, most relentlessly entertaining action epic in history. High praise, kind of. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I'll me too. It up to that. I, yeah. I think we should temper our expectations a little bit. Just a little. Now, Invasion USA, uh, directed by Joseph Zito. Craig, do you, does that name ring a bell to you? Uh, it does because he did the Missing in Action movie, the first one. He sure did. I believe it should have been the second one. Uh, but what else did he do, Sean? Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Of course. That's and, one of the best ones. <laughs> and Red Scorpion and a couple other ones and a huge, huge potential movie that did not get off the ground. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, you got Chuck Norris. You got Richard Lynch, Melissa Prophet, who apparently Norris wanted Whoopi Goldberg for that role. Uh, wow. Joseph Zito disagreed. <laughs> uh, Alex <laughs> Colomb. Alexander Zale, Billy Drago, a couple others. All these actors have a million credits. Nothing that really jumped out to me. Uh, interestingly, Craig, apparently Stephen Burkhoff, who played the sort of uh, Russian badass in Rambo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was offered a role and turned it down because of the violence. I don't know. It smells... That seems like a weird uh, like Hypocrisy choice. a little bit, yeah. Two taglines for this movie as well. No one thought it could ever happen here. Dot, dot, dot. Mm, I don't like that one. It's kind of lame. No. America wasn't ready. Dot, dot, dot. But he was. That one I like. That's much better. Yeah. I That's like that. our best tagline of the night. I think so, too. yeah. Budget-wise, this is a $10 million movie. So this is in the same territory oh. as uh, as the Commando. What was its box office? Only 175 it did open at number one and made six point eight million that weekend, so things were looking good. <laughs> yeah. Right out of the gate. And then it just I think it kinda slowed down after it went through the gate. And ended mm. up on the year at number fifty. Uh, number seventeen on the R rated movies for the year. They shot this movie, Craig, in the uh, greater Atlanta area, foreshadowing where every single movie would be made in the future. <laughs> and also in Florida. And according to the uh, Electric Boogaloo documentary, the scene where terrorists, where they destroy homes in a suburb, those were actual houses, and the airport in Atlanta was going to bulldoze an entire suburban neighborhood. So they got access to destroy them for the movie. Same with a mall. So that's always nice. Not very nice of the airport, though. Some conflicting info here regarding canon. The editor apparently claims that canon recut the movie they removed all the story elements and background characters in order to concentrate on uh, more on chuck norris the editor states that the, the result was a movie that's really episodic and just a collection of explosives i, I don't know if that's a, a, a criticism or not 
But then the director was told one day on set by a PA that Menachem Golan, Golan was one of the guys, infamous dudes that ran Canon, uh, was on the phone, wanted to talk to him, and Zito was apparently very nervous, feared that this guy was going to cut their budget drastically because he, he was known to do so. Instead, the exact opposite. He said he loved the footage. He was getting him $2 million extra to go blow some more shit up. <laughs> so, on one hand, it sounds like they're good guys. On the other, it sounds like they're bad guys. At any rate, yeah, the, the movie didn't do that great uh, yeah. with audiences and with critics. I looked briefly. Roger Ebert, quote, said, It's a brain-damaged, idiotic thriller not even bad enough to be laughable. So that has me mm. excited. A novelization was put out of this movie. There's a fantastically enjoyable review of the novel at Tor.com, which we'll put a link to. And interestingly, the publisher, Pinnacle Books, declared bankruptcy the same year the book was put out. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was an intended sequel in 86 called Avenging Force uh, that was supposed to have Chuck Norris in it again, and he turned it down, and instead it went to Michael Dudikoff. And the only real connection is that he shares the protagonist's name. Have you ever seen huh. that movie? Not that I know of. You have the date on your Dudikoff? Uh, there are a few things in my Dudikoff to-do list. I call it my to-do-to-cough list. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We'll trademark that. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Last two bits on this movie, and I think they're doozies, Craig. Apparently, director uh, Joseph Zito spent an entire year after making this movie doing pre-production on spider-man oh that's right yeah i think we talked about that uh canon had the rights to to the property at the time and i did not realize that zito here was their intended director boy that would have been an interesting take it would have i don't think it would have been good i'm gonna go ahead and say that right now i'll say this really friday 13th final chapter is really the best one it's well cast it, it probably has the most character development of any <laughs> any of those poor, <laughs> sorry, son-of-a-bitch movies that I yeah. love. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's the Spider-Man we would have wanted. But maybe the Spider-Man we deserved. And maybe the ultimate bit of praise for director Zito, the amazing Chuck Norris, and this movie. This blew my mind, Craig. Mm. Apparently, until 2007... Invasion USA was MGM's second highest selling home video title behind Gone with the Wind. That's surprising. I wonder if they were being rented together as a double feature. <laughs> I hope so. Well, yeah. you know, there's a Georgia connection there. Yeah, maybe people were really into Georgia uh, films at the time. <laughs> Watching Georgia blow up and be yeah. burnt to the ground. These are very small things, but, but this one really surprised me uh, on the commando front. So the movie came out in October 1985. They started shooting it in April. Yeah. That's just an incredibly quick time uh, turnaround. Uh, I think uh, 45 um, days of production, if I remember. The other thing I was going to point out is uh, less about the movie and more about the Chuck Norris movies. I kind of mentioned it in the last one, but I really went through a lot of this poster art of his movies. There's a sort of a running gag through all of them, which is you'll see him standing there uh, with a gun or multiple <laughs> guns. Yeah. Pointed off in the distance. They're always firing. He's not aiming them anywhere. He's looking at you, but he's shooting somewhere else. Like <laughs> almost every like every time he has a gun, he has like a little thing firing, but he's just like shooting over here and looking at you. It's just like what what are you doing? You're a maniac. Stop that. I love it. Check out his posters because 
most of them. I think Code of Silence is maybe the first one that didn't have <laughs> a gun actually firing into the distance and hitting some poor slob in a chair. It feeds into the legend and the, the Chuck Norris memes and everything. And I would oh, like yeah. to thank the person, uh, after we posted a tweet of our last episode and tagged Chuck Norris within a minute, somebody had sent off a, uh, a Chuck Norris fact in reply about how good he is at World of Warcraft. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. So thank you wow. to whoever that Beautiful. was. Beautiful. Cheers. Yeah, I'm psyched to get into these two. I think we've teed yes. these two up. We're ready to launch next time on the Never Heard of It podcast. 1985.